Hey girl, welcome to the Empower Her podcast, where we are all about taking purpose-driven action toward building lives we really freaking love. My name's Keisha, and I'm an entrepreneur obsessed with giving you actual tools to help take you from where you are now to where you want to go in your life, career, and relationships. And this podcast, it's all about real talk and having some fun as we share incredible stories, tips, and tricks to help us get out of our own way and unapologetically make some moves. So girlfriend, let's do the damn thing. I am so excited that you're here for today's episode because we have a guest that you love so much the first time she was on. We brought her back for round two. Her name is Heather Monahan. And if you're not familiar, she is a powerhouse keynote speaker. She's a podcaster and she's a best-selling author with her first book, The Confidence Creator. And now she's got a brand new book coming out called Overcome Your Villains. And what I love about Heather's story is that she worked for like over 20 years in corporate America, and she didn't actually step into the entrepreneurial world until only a couple of years ago. So she's got this perspective about transitions and pivots and really building confidence that's so insightful and very tactical. Like she shares in this episode a lot about how to build up your belief in yourself and to trust your ability to figure things out and that things are working for you while simultaneously navigating all the feels that come when you're putting yourself out there and calling your shot and really just trying to own it. So she's got a fiery personality and she's super inspired but she also provides a lot of tactical tips that you can implement in real time. So I think you're going to really vibe with today's episode. Now, without further ado, let's dive right in. Heather, you know how much I love you. I am so excited to have you back on the show. Welcome. Um, first of all, you are the absolute best. And for anyone listening right now, this woman is ridiculous ride or die. I was one <laughs> message into you. Like, I, I need help. I have a new book coming out. And you're like, whoa, let's go. Let's pull the trigger. How can I support? So thank you so much for being a woman that really supports other women. I re- really love you and appreciate you so much. Oh, you're the best. Well, you do have a new book that we need to dive into all the things about the book. But here's where I want to start, Heather. Um, you've had a lot of career transitions. There are some women that are listening into this podcast right now. They are in something and they know they need to make a change. And they're telling themselves that they can't because they spent too long getting to where they're at. Or they are in a really good situation and they're scared to take the leap because they're like, well, what if it doesn't work out the way that I want it to, right? And they're all up in their head. So give them like a little bit of context about who you are and kind of some of your transitions if they're not familiar yet. But also like, let's speak to that particular woman for sure. Yeah, so- that is my person, right? Cause that's yeah. been me. And, you know, yeah. as you know, I had 20 plus years in corporate America. I definitely had, you know, put the time and done the work and, and reached the height of, you know, the media business. I was named one of the most influential women in radio in 2017. I was a chief revenue officer responsible for hundreds of millions of dollars, right? Like everything was perfect on paper. I was making a ton of money. I had a humongous team across the country that I had you know, nurtured and and chased down and recruited. And I was so proud of everything I built. I was also a single mother, right? And I used to say to people, I have golden handcuffs. Like I would visually put my hands up, like, no, I'm not happy at work, right? I mean, it's like, it is what it is, but it's work guys. Like this is what, 
work is. You know, I was always talking out what I was trying to convince myself of because in my mind, and maybe someone listening can identify this, when I really stopped to be like, you know, whether I was at home journaling or I was crying at home because I hated this woman that I was working with that treated me terribly. You know, I'd have these moments away from work and think like, what am I doing? You know, I'm losing my hair. I I can't sleep if I'm not Mm -hmm. drinking or if I'm not taking magnesium. Like there were all these things that had to happen to get me to get through that next day at work. Mm -hmm. And on the outside, it looked perfect. But on the inside, it felt awful, which makes you start wondering is it me? Maybe I'm only successful because of the company I'm in. Maybe I'm only successful because these people gave me a shot. Like I really just started eroding my confidence over a few years time. So I didn't recognize it happening. And then ultimately I ended up, you know, that I ended up getting fired by another woman. And it, in the moment, it was the worst thing in the world because I ha- I was thrust out of familiar, right? Like I was kicked out of the nest yeah. into this unfamiliar and I had to figure out where do I go from here? And, and that transition, I'm not going to lie to anyone, that was so flipping scary and so hard. However, you know, here I am a few years later and I'm really grateful for that moment. Yeah, it's it's so helpful for people to hear from someone who's like, it was such a shit storm when it happened and I was doubting myself and I'm like ugly crying on my bathroom floor. But here I am, uh, you know, a couple years down the road and I'm like, gosh, that was one of the biggest things that changed the entire trajectory of my life. And it's allowing you to make all this impact through your books and your speaking and all the things that you're doing, which is so cool. Um, Cause we need the reminder. It sucks when you're in it, but when you get out, you're going to be able to look back and be like, whoa, that was like such a blessing in disguise. Right. It is. And you know, but here's the other thing I've learned and you already know this. I'm never going to be out of it. Meaning my goal is to constantly evolve. The more we can, and it's so hard to get until you push yourself to do it or like me get fired. Once (laughs) you're in it and you start recognizing, okay, this sucks. I'm growing. I'm not in familiar. I'm constantly in uncertain new territory. Then after a little while, it starts to become normal, right? Just like how it was normal. I was in corporate America and that's where I was. That was normal. Well, now the new normal for me is not COVID. I hate COVID, but the new normal for me is about, I've got to keep pushing myself to that next uncomfortable, to that next new, if I want doors to keep opening and to try to reach my potential in this lifetime. Yes. Ooh. So how do you support yourself when you're in that distance between like right now where you are and where you want to go? Because you're such a big dreamer. A lot of women that listen to this podcast, they're like, oh, Heather, I am with you. I have so many big dreams. I'm constantly going to be evolving and I want to take it to the next level. How do you support yourself when that distance is really big, right? Where you're, you're here and you want to be there and you're like, ah, it feels so far. Like how, how do you support yourself in the process? Okay, I'm going to share one of the philosophies for my new book, which is my back system, belief, yeah. action, and knowledge. And I, I swear to God, people write for themselves. And like, so I write my books for me because yes. I have to go back and say, this is the discipline I need. So this is what I do when I'm in that, okay, how do I get to the next level? How do I keep pushing myself? Number one, I dismantle the belief, like whatever belief I'm holding. And let's use when I got fired. I had this belief the day I got fired. I've lost everything. I have nothing, right? So dismantle that belief to the most simplistic fact that there is. So when I I got rid of all the stories, right? I didn't lose everything. I lost a paycheck. Okay, I did lose a paycheck, yes. But when I look back on my past, I had found paychecks in other places in my life. So I lost a paycheck, but I also know that there is this innate ability within me to find a paycheck somewhere else. Okay, so it's not the end of the world. 
Next, and the number two thing you have to do once you dismantle the belief to fact, take action immediately. And this is really important, especially for women. A lot of women hesitate here. Push yourself to take messy action. Done will be better than perfect. It doesn't matter. But I just raised my hand. I put a post up on social media. Hey, I've just been fired. And if I've ever helped you in any way, I need to hear from you today. I'm really hurting. And yeah. that post went viral, right? But it, and it created all this opportunity for me, but it wouldn't have happened if I didn't take the messy action, not knowing what was going to come from it. And the third part is curate the knowledge you're surrounding yourself with. So listening to this podcast right now yeah. with you, right? Like these are the people you want. These are the people cheering you on. They've been where you want to go. Be really smart about who you're listening to, what knowledge you're accessing, whether it be books, media, friends, podcasts, whatever, but curate it intentionally. And the more you do that in those tough windows, the more you'll get out of those tough windows and start moving on. It's so important. Someone's going to go back 30, back 30. Just listen to that again and like really ingrain that into your head because it, it sounds so simple, which is why it's so powerful because it's hard to do when you're in it. Right. So like, how do you even like, and I know you talk about this a lot in the book and we're going to get into that, but of like dismantling other people's belief or the belief that you have for yourself, but also other people's beliefs that they have about you. Like, how do you navigate that? Listen, what other people think about us is none of our flipping business. And the more we embrace that, you know this, right? Like haters are going to come. The more you do new and different things, if you were vanilla, no one would bother with you. You are not (laughs) vanilla. I am not vanilla. (laughs) People listening are not vanilla, right? Like we're unique. We're different. And the more we show up as that unique and different self, the more we're going to piss off others because of their limiting beliefs, because of their issues has nothing to do with you. I'm not made for everyone. Not everyone has to like my book or my podcast or whatever. And that's okay. I shouldn't be for everybody. There's billions of the people out in the world, right? We don't want to be for everyone. We want to be for our people. So the key is this, and this is, I screwed this up in corporate America. I would show up as a fake version of myself. Literally at one point I was wearing fake glasses trying to appear a very different way than I am because I saw people didn't like who I really was. So I tried to like morph into this weird corporate version of me, which sadly stuck with me for a little bit, even after I got fired. But here's the thing. When I did show up as this weird, not real me, I started attracting the wrong people to me. And when you start attracting the wrong people to you, you're blocking the right ones from you, which is such an epic fail. And for me, it took firing my number one villain to get, Hey, I need to start showing up as me. If I want people who actually like me to start showing up. And when you take these action steps, you create true confidence within you. And then you start to say, you know what? I don't care if that other person doesn't like me so much. That's that's on them. I like me and the people that are starting to show up for me, they like the real me too. And that's powerful. And and fulfilling, right? Like, cause how sad is it to have people like you for someone that you aren't? And it's hard enough to be a human, right? And just show up to life, let alone trying to pretend all the time, trying to be someone that you're not like, oh, it's just like exhausting. It just feels overwhelming. Okay. It is so, exhausting. That that's yeah. really well, it's draining and exhausting. And sometimes when you're in spots like that, you feel tired all the time and you just nailed it. It's because you're you're almost acting, you're putting this yeah. effort and energy into something that's not helping you. Yeah. Okay. Let's talk about this concept of the book in general, of this idea of overcoming your villains. So 
how do we, I, cause I think there's this interesting play with it too, of like, if we're not there, there's the people that we know are maybe like really not contributing to our growth or they're really holding you know, we're letting them hold us back. But what about if we don't identify exactly what, who those villains are? Like, how can we determine who are the people that are contributing to us not feeling excited about our lives or us not chasing our dreams or whatever it is? I really see that there's three different kinds of villains, right? There's the obvious villain, like you just mentioned, someone that they give us nasty looks. They talk behind our back. We see them. Like, I see you, bad guy. I know you're there. Maybe we're not, we're not addressing it. We're not, you know, dealing with them, but we know they're there. The second villain is a sneaky villain. And these are the ones that are really, they can chip away at your confidence. These are the ones that they smile at you. They ask you to have lunch, but they're opportunists. They're users. They're energy suckers. When you leave lunch, you're second guessing yourself. You're not feeling as excited as, you know, there are people like you that like give energy and lift people up. And there are people that drain you. Start getting self-aware, pay attention. Maybe you need to journal. Maybe you need to self-reflect. But as you start to notice and rate, how do I feel in these interactions? That's going to help guide you to, okay, wait a minute. I constantly second guess myself and, and feel badly when I leave this person you know what, this is a sneaky villain. And that doesn't mean they're a bad person. Nothing about them. I'm talking about how you respond to them. Mm. So you don't have to feel bad labeling someone else your sneaky villain. That's someone that's not uplifting you at this point in time in your life, not helping you get to the next level. We've got to create some boundaries. We've got to protect you. And again, it doesn't mean they're for somebody else out there. They probably give energy to you and they're probably uplifting, but in your space, it's not clicking, right? And so We've got to remove those one and two villains from our life first so that we can deal with the biggest villain in our life, which is always the one that lives between our own two ears. Yeah. Girl, I hope you are loving this conversation with Heather. I wanted to quickly pop in and thank our sponsor of today's episode because... Honestly, I don't know about you, but in this season of life, I'm on the go a lot right now with travel and all sorts of shenanigans, which means I really care about convenient nutrition and having a crap ton of energy. So I got to figure out how to fuel myself. That's like really on the focus, um, on the forefront of my brain. So this is why I recommend Organifi so much. If you're not familiar with Organifi, you're going to hear me mention them here on the podcast and even on social media because I legit use their products every single day. I feel like if you haven't tried them yet, you're going to really vibe with them. And if you have, you already know. But everything in Organifi's product line is organic, hence the name, totally plant-based nutrition made with really high quality ingredients at a great price. And what I love is their entire product line has no more than three grams of sugar per serving of anything. And the more I start to look into products and like flip over the back of a package and you look at something, you're like, there is so much freaking sugar in everything. So sneaky. So honestly, I'm just really getting intentional about that. But if I had to pick three of my favorite products with Organifi's line right now, I'd go number one, their green juice changed the game for me because I used to think I didn't like green juice. And this is phenomenal. Number two, their chocolate gold This is a seasonal product, so jump on it if you're interested. But if you like chocolate and you want to sleep so freaking hard, this will be your jam. And number three, their protein. It's fire. Both chocolate, vanilla. It's hard to get a really great tasting protein that has a lot of protein and not sugar. So definitely go check out their products. I've tried so many of their products. Their Harmony Hormone product, their immunity. They're top-notch products. 
top-notch company. Otherwise, I wouldn't bring them on as a sponsor of the show. So head to Organifi.com slash Keisha, and you can use code Keisha for 20% off any item in their store. That's Organifi, O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I.com slash K-A-C-I-A, code Keisha, 20% off any item. And then, of course, you can always DM me on Instagram or check the show notes for the link if you want to check out more details. Now, without further ado, let's dive back in. The part that I think is so powerful about what you're doing career-wise and so inspiring for, you know, someone like me and people listening in to watch is like, you worked on the foundation of who you are first, right? You're like, I need to build confidence. I need to know who the hell I am. So that way I'm also open to getting feedback. So then I can co-create and build the next thing, right? So like, can you talk to us about like how... I mean, obviously you've got your framework of like kind of how you focus on building confidence, but what were some of the, like the foundational things that got you to the point where then you decided to step into writing this second book, right? Like how do you build up confidence from book one to book two? Like anything, the second time you do, it's always going to be yeah. easier. I don't yeah. care if that's your second uh, podcast episode, your second speech that you gave, yeah. your, the second time you negotiated a, a deal, right? Anyone can liken us back to your life. The second time you did it, it was a little bit easier. And so for me, it was really about, okay, I was super scared with that first one, not knowing, you know, would this be an epic fail or not? So now I've got like a little foundation of credibility in my own mind, most importantly, right? Like, okay, you can be an author. It is legal, right? Like you you aren't just the sales one. Like this is okay for you to do. So I felt a little bit more comfortable. And what's kind of crazy is the more comfortable you feel with anything, the more you kind of open up, like you go bigger, you go in more, yeah. you go in deeper. So for a few people that read the, the new book versus the first one, they're like, wow, I didn't know that whole backstory. I can't believe you didn't share it in the first book. And I just tell people, honestly, I was too scared. I was, yeah. I was like putting a toe in the water instead of going all in. Right. Yeah. And again, I'm not, I, I love my first book. I'm proud of it but it's a very different, this second book is much bolder. It's much bigger. I get into a lot more specifics and I've learned a lot. And I'm proud to say I've grown more over the last four years than I did the prior 20 when I was in, you know, this corporate environment pretending to be someone I wasn't. So a lot of it has to do about practice, about showing up consistency and growth. Yeah, it's everything. It's, it's so powerful because people need to give themselves the permission slip to do the first one, right? Where it's like, you got to do the first one because you can't get to the confidence level of the second one unless you didn't even try the first one, right? So it's so cool to see this evolution of you and how open and honest you are about all the incredible stories that you weave into the book too. So here's the thing that I love is you were like, I'm going for it. Like you're such a big thinker. You're like, I'm, I don't want to just like kind of do this. Like I'm freaking like running this thing. How do you help other women? Um, and like, obviously through your books and through speaking and everything, get them to unlock that. Right. Cause I feel like even just like dreaming big is almost like a muscle that if we don't use it, we lose it. Or we don't know how until we build it. Like, how do you build that for yourself? And how do you help other women build that muscle to think bigger? You know, a couple of different things. One, when we see other women, like you're a great example of seeing how big your podcast gets motivates me to say, Heather, you can do that too. Like you can lean into your podcast and go bigger, go for more, right? A a rising, um, whatever it is, uh, tide Tide lifts all boats, right? Yeah. so it's this whole idea. When I see you succeed, that motivates me to go for like, we all can do it together. And so yeah. having someone ahead of me to lead that 
And again, back to curating the knowledge that you're surrounding yourself with, surrounding yourself with these people like you that are like going for big. That's important. You're never going to be the fastest, uh, run your fastest race if you're running with people and training with people slower than you. That makes sense. People get that, right? You want to train with Olympic athletes and people that you're aspiring to be. Business is no different. So maybe you don't have, maybe you're in a rural community and you don't have people ahead of you. You can get the podcast. You can get the books. You can see the TED Talks, right? Like surround yourself any way you can, even if it's through technology. That's number one. And number two for me is starting with baby steps. Start small because again, I didn't know if Confidence Creator would sell one book. So I just lowered the expectations. Okay, just sell one book and it's worth it, right? Like lower the expectations on you until you can start building a little bit of momentum. And then you start seeing, oh, this is a real thing. I could do this. Okay, well then I'm gonna show up again and, and do it the next day. It's just like with podcasting. Before I ever launched my own podcast, I was a guest on a lot of them, right? Yep. And I did that for like a year and a half before I ever said, maybe I could do this on my own. So sometimes yep. you go down like a little side parallel road to test things first before you say, I'll make the leap into this next bigger lane. And then once you start the podcast, maybe you don't have the biggest ambitions for it, but maybe over the next year or two years, you start seeing it build. And then you say, you know what? I can go ahead now. I'm building momentum. I can start raising the bar on myself. And then one of the things that I like to do is I like to go to social media to reverse engineer accountability. So when mm-hmm. I wanted to write the second book, but I wasn't doing it, I went online and I was like, oh my gosh, I'm writing my second book. I'm so excited for it to come out, blah, blah, blah. And that way people in my community would start messaging me. Hey, Heather, when's the new book coming out? I'm super interested. What's it about? So it kind of reverse engineers positive pressure onto you. So you hold yourself accountable and start taking bigger action. Oh, I love how tactical, like you, you always have like a tactical answer for things too, that like people can actually take what you're saying and like, think about how, what is this? Like, actually, how does this fit in the context of my own life with my own situation, with my own goals and dreams and visions? And they can actually just go, right? Because I mean, I remember when I started my podcast, I posted on social media. I was like, I'm starting a podcast. I didn't even have a name for the podcast yet. But when you call your shop publicly, then like you said, people are asking you about it. And you're like, well, shit, I got to start a podcast and I need to figure out how to do it, right? It's it's so important. It's such an important skill set to have. So I love that you talk so much about that. So, okay, from this, when we talk about like firing the villains in our life or overcoming villains in our life, this concept, a lot of people struggle with having tough conversations, right? Just in general. How do you prepare yourself to like, maybe there's someone listening into this. It's like, I need to have like a real conversation about some boundaries that I need to set with someone in my life. And I'm not doing that. And I know I need to, how, how can we prepare ourselves or what are some tactical things that are helpful when you've had tough conversations? This is what you just described to me. reminds me of when I used to go on interviews when I was younger, right? Like, so number one, I would write things down. If you're going into something, you're a little nervous, like an interview, right? Maybe it's a a tough discussion with someone. I would write down what are my goals, right? Um, What are some of the objections that could come up? Some of the negative things that could be thrown at me that I might need to respond to. What are some potential concepts on how I could respond, right? This is what I would do when I would interview. I'd write all these different things down. Yeah. Also, one of the things I also want people to know is that you just trusting yourself is the most important thing. So yeah, you, you might go into this conversation. You did the work. You wrote everything down. You're prepared. And they throw a curveball at you. Trust yeah. yourself. And P.S., 
you don't have to answer everything, right? Like no is a complete sentence. If someone, if you have a difficult conversation along the lines of, listen, I'm sitting down with you today because I'm not going to be able to spend time with you. I just, I've been feeling really drained when I walk away from you. And right now I need to create some space to take care of myself. And that person says, well, no, absolutely not. We're still going Friday. We have plans. You can say, no, that doesn't work for me. And I appreciate you understanding. You know, and that can be the whole conversation. Sometimes we're all dramatic in our own minds that we play it out like, oh, this is how they're going to respond and they're going to freak out. People are busy and they're concerned with themselves and their own lives. Sometimes it's not even that big of a deal, but we we make it one in our mind. Yeah, and it it feels so free with that, right? Like with just like the small steps. Cause I do think sometimes we get really overwhelmed of like, this is the big vision. Like ah, I need to get there really quickly, but it's like the only way to get there is like the tiny little steps along the way. Right. So I love that. Okay. What is like, I'm just curious as you wrote this book thinking it's going to be, you know, thousands of people from all across the world that are going to read this book. Right. What is the, like, the feeling that you're hoping they get from the book. And maybe if you want to just give us like one of the fun stories from it that you feel like this audience would connect with. So I hope that, and this is so crazy when you um, work with a traditional publisher, they give you a digital copy in advance. So I was able, luckily this time to be able to get it out to some people to review ahead of time. So now I can see what people are saying, which makes it, it's helpful as an author to know what people, you know, resonated with or respond to. So the book is really, um, it's a number of personal stories with tactical takeaways in each chapter that people, the reader can apply to their life to help them go bigger, go for more, take action and believe in themselves. And there's exercises in each sex section. So it's really, to me, I want people walking away, not only feeling inspired and excited and ready to take action, but also with a game plan to say, yes. here's my steps. Here's the work that I've been doing while going through this book. Here's the things I notice. Here's what I'm going to work on. Here's who I'm asking for help. Here's what my next step is. Here's how I'm holding myself accountable. So I'm big into action. And I know yeah. that's one of the differences that helped me get ahead in corporate America. And I want every woman out there to have that power to take that step, to take the action step. And I really want people walking away from the book saying, I'm inspired, I'm excited, I'm, I'm going to go bigger. And here's my next action step I'm taking to make it happen. Yes. How, how did you get so good at listening to your own intuition or like knowing what your own voice was or like who you actually were in a like noisy world where everybody's telling you what you should be or what you should want or certain ages and because you're a woman, because all, you know, all this crap that we have to deal with. How did you navigate that? One of the most helpful things for me was journaling like that. I journaled all through college, all through my, you know, younger years in corporate America, right through getting fired. And when I go back, it's crazy. And if you haven't been journaling, you're trying to find your voice start today. Even if you just take a couple of notes on a word doc, you know, like it doesn't have to be some dramatic thing in a paperback bound (laughs) book. Like minimize it. Just go ahead and throw a voice note in your phone every day. Hey, here's how I'm feeling today. I'm proud I did this you know, I'm grateful for this, but I wish I could have done this, whatever, just kind of documenting where you're at in your life because you will forget. And for me, it is so crazy powerful. I go back sometimes and reflect at different times in my life by accessing different journals. And the other day I did this, I went back to my old job before I got fired. And it was like a year or two before I got fired. And I didn't remember that things had gotten toxic before then. I thought it only happened, like your mind tricks you, right? I thought it just happened at the end. Everything was fine until then. 
And I'm reading these things that this person that I like can't even relate to anymore wrote. And she wrote, uh, we'll call her she, cause I can't believe it was me. And she wrote, um, I so am upset. My boss said he would give me the raise, but he won't give it to me. He's giving me the runaround. I don't know what to do. Why does he keep treating me like this? This is not fair. And I'm thinking that's weird. Then a couple of pages later, I'm writing the same kind of thing about my boyfriend at the time. Now, at that moment in time, I didn't have the reflection, the opportunity to reflect the way I do clearly now, but I started seeing there was patterns and the patterns were me, right? Like this wasn't patterns for the other people. I was allowing to get the runaround from multiple people in my life. And when, since then I put my foot down and if people try to give me a runaround, I call them out in a very professional fashion. Excuse me, this, you know, I'm confused. This doesn't align with what you and I had discussed before you know, where's the breakdown or when are we getting this resolved? That would be a very calm conversation I would have now. However, back then I just felt too scared to do it. So the ability to journal and then reflect upon your journals will allow you to see patterns in yourself that it's going to help see you in a different light that you're not seeing in that day to day. And that was really helpful for me to understand who I am, why I was allowing for different things, and then fundamentally stop it and start going a different direction. Oh, for someone that has been telling themselves that they want to journal and they've never made a priority, I've never heard someone explain it with that type of contrast. Like you literally get to peek into your own brain from before to help you identify patterns that could serve you now and in the future. Like that is such like stamp of approval for journaling. Like I love, I love that. So last um, question here is in, as far as the book, right? So people buy the book and they like, I know, I know we want them to take action so they can build a life that they love and do whatever it is that they need to do in their life. Uh, if they could take away like one little nugget from it, like what would be not what they've already told you that they've taken away? Cause I know you might be able to read the book already, but like for you, what would be a really powerful thing for someone to take away from this book? Oh my gosh. Um, a really powerful thing that I have not already heard. Um, you know, I dive into a chapter in this book, which was really hard for me to write. And it's about shame and harboring shame. Right. And, and, um, one, it was a game changer for me personally. And again, everyone has different game changers, right. But for me, this was something I'd like stuck down really far and hadn't dealt with. And even though I had become a much more confident version of myself, even though I was growing and and becoming self-aware, I still wasn't dealing with this. Like I wasn't shining a light on the shame and taking that action to shine a light on shame frees you in such a big way, even though I'm not going to lie, it's super scary. I was crying when I wrote that chapter. I know the haters are going to come. I know people are going to say not nice things about me, or I think they will. I don't really don't know, but you know, I imagine they will. However, I also know bad things happen to good people, right? And and there's zero success stories in life where people haven't gone through adversity or challenges. So instead of hiding from these things that were holding me down, flipping the script, shining a light on it, empowered me. And in the end, you know, if it can touch one person, if it can help one person to free them from a past that has shame over them, then yeah. all these things are worth it. So that to me is, you know, shine a light on your shame. And if I hear people walking away from the book and owning that, that's going to make me, oh my gosh, that's going to make me so happy. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be cool because you're going to get a flood of people that just take different things from it because it, there's so many different topics that you cover in this book that it's going to be these little nuggets that people are like, that's exactly what I needed. Right. So I'm so excited for you. So tell them like where they can get the book 
all the things. Okay. So for all of your people, for everyone listening, I want everybody to get this bonus bundle. I put together my confidence video course, my email program, my workbook, all these different things that I want your audience to get. So go to overcomeyourvillains.com. And when you fill out all your information there, you're going to get all of this stuff for free when you order the book. So as a big thank you, because I'm just super grateful. And I promise you, it's going to help you. You got to put the time in, right? I'll read it to you. Actually, you can order the Audible book and I will read it to you. Uh, so that's kind of crazy. But I want you to put the time in because you're worth it. And this is going to pay off. Overcomeyourvillains.com and you can get the whole bonus bundle there. I love it. And okay, Heather, last thing. We have a Spotify pump up playlist for this podcast. So I need to know what's a song like your book's coming out. It's like you're ready to party. You're ready to celebrate. Like what's a good song that pumps you up that we can put on the playlist for you? Oh my gosh. I have to give you two. So, um, Drake started from the bottom because I grew up poor and I just love that freaking song. And it just, it's so amazing. And then the other one that I really like has been a ride or die for me the last couple of years is Kendrick Lamar. I love myself. I just, you know, singing those words was hard for me when I first learned about that song, right? It felt uncomfortable, but like the more you do anything, the more used to it you get. And it's great to be able to say, I love myself and I'm proud of myself. And so listening to that song and repeating it often and singing along with it is really, really powerful. Oh, I love it. Thank you so much, Heather. Of course, everyone needs to go follow you on Instagram. We'll link all the stuff in the show notes. Grab your book, tag us and let us know if this episode was helpful for you. And thank you again so much for being here. I appreciate you, girl. I love you, Keisha. Thank you so much for listening in. If you love this episode, it would mean so much to me if you shared it with a girlfriend, like send it to her right now or post it on social media and tag me so I can personally thank you for helping me get the message out. I am so freaking grateful to be on this journey with you, girl. So until next time, I'll talk to you soon.